This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. By saying the Shema, you are acting as a witness, testifying for the existence of the divine to the oneness of all of creation, that we can see the world in a grain of sand and the heaven in a wild flower. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. When I was a girl, I had a poster in my room. Okay, actually, I had two posters in my room, one for each part of my very diverse personality. The first was a poster of David Cassidy. He was that teenage heartthrob from the Partridge family. Now, I realize I'm dating myself here, but frankly, I learned to kiss on that poster because I hung it at eye level in my room so I could get easier access to his lips. And I was certain that if I showed that poster enough affection, he would somehow intuit my deep love for him and decide to come to Toronto to meet me. And of course, he would naturally propose because I was nothing if not romantically delusional. Now, as it happens, I got to tell you, I did meet him one day about 30 years later. He was actually starring in a a show, a play in Toronto that was called Blood Brothers. And his co-star, actually, she played his mother, was a girlfriend of mine. So I got backstage passes and I finally got to meet him. And the minute I saw him, I started gushing and I told him about our early relationship. And you know what? He was mortified. Now, the second poster that hung above my bed and stayed there till I left home at 18 years old was a famous poem by the poet William Blake. How I love that poster before I even truly understood it. Maybe you know it. It goes like this. To see the world in a grain of sand and a heaven in a wild flower, to hold infinity in the palm of your hand, an eternity in an hour. So as a teenager, I knew that it was the call to the oneness of the world, that everything was, in fact, everything. That to live in that state of constant rapture and the recognition of the universe was the key to it all, right? But in my hormonally induced, heavily acneed, moody state, It was really more of a theory. It was a wish than a state of being. But just as the poster of David Cassidy came to life for me so many years later, actually, so did the William Blake poem. And that happened when I learned the mission statement of the Jewish people, the Shema Yisrael prayer. Now, in English, the prayer goes as follows. Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. And did you know that the Shema is actually a haiku? What's a haiku, you ask? Well, a haiku is a Japanese poem of 17 syllables that comes in three lines of five, seven, five. Traditionally, it evokes images of the natural world to the Japanese. But check this out. Shema Yisrael. That's five syllables. 
Adoshem Elokeinu. That's seven. Adonai Echad. That's five, okay? So that's five, seven, five. The Shema is a haiku. And here's another amazing thing. When you see the Shema in a Hebrew prayer book or in the Torah scroll, the final letters of the first and the last word of the Shema are actually enlarged. Those two enlarged Hebrew letters, the letter Ayin and the letter Dalid, spell out the word aid, or in English, witness. By saying the Shema, you are acting as a witness, testifying for the existence of the divine presence in the world. We're also testifying to the oneness of all of creation, that we can see the world in a grain of sand and the heaven in a wild flower, that everything is everything. So why is this concept so important to understand, so important to internalize? I believe that on some level, as a struggling teenager, I unconsciously knew why. And today, with clarity and consciousness, I do know. When we believe in the oneness of God, when we know we are all created, Bethsalem Elohim, in the image of God, then we understand that all is connected and interconnected, and it helps us be less inclined to categorize things in simple binary terms, good or bad, worthy or not worthy, beautiful or ugly. You know, as those BuzzFeed quizzes understand, we humans want very badly to box up our identities, to put a bow on them, to feel in control of them, and we have a really hard time sitting with the gray. We want black and white answers to unfathomable questions, and it comforts us to draw a clear line, especially a clear moral line, between one another. It's why we have such a hard time admitting we're wrong or even apologizing, because if things are black and white or right or wrong, then how do we have a relationship with things that are inherently gray? How do we live in nuance? How do we open our hearts and our minds to thoughts and interpretations other than our own entrenched ideas? When we truly internalize that there is only God and God's will, that everything is a manifestation of that will, and that every grain of sand, every wildflower, or your child, or a neighbor, or a friend is also a manifestation of that will, we are less likely to make negative judgments. We search for the image of God in all people and in the energy of God in all things. We search for what we have to learn from every grain of sand and every wild flower. It helps us respect all creatures, from that spider hanging in the corner of your room to the field mouse that gets into our walls. It reminds us that the play of light through our windows and the sound of the wind in the trees are also holy. In an article by Rabbi Yonatan Goldson, he wrote that among the extraordinary abilities that were attributed to King Solomon, the wisest of all men, was the understanding of the language of the animals. By this, the sages didn't mean to compare King Solomon with Dr. Doolittle. Rather, they meant that Solomon could identify what made every creature and thereby discern the purpose for which the Almighty had created it. 
Go and learn diligence from the ant, says Solomon. Go and discover all that man can learn from the world around him. This week, can we become witnesses, aids to all of creation and see its inherent oneness? Can we approach the familiar with wonder and awe? Can we look at those nearest to us with a new appreciation for their unique oneness, their connection to the Creator and to us? Can we search for the godliness in everyone and in everything? Because if we do, then we are living like King Solomon and truly hearing that nationwide call to oneness. And what a beautiful thing that would be. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.